Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Wake up in the morning feeling like... Okay, now the tough question. Is this a try? Yes or no? Just because I'm a woman. (laughs) I always nearly press the leave meeting button. Nearly press it. You did press it the other week. Anyway, hi, tryhards. We're back. Are we starting? We started, yeah. We are back. We are back. Nolly wasn't very well last week, so uh, we did not infiltrate your inboxes but we are delighted to have returned this week for more great chat um and there's been so much going on we've got some news we have got some news and you know it's news that I love to tell the listeners because I know that they are as enthusiastic about this as we are match pint is back friends It is the comp- let the competition begin. And actually, that reminds me, we also have another competition to talk about. Stay okay, tuned. you've actually remembered that. So I'm going to make sure that we do that at the end of the pod today, which I've thought every week so far. But Match Point has returned. Um, there are already eight people in the Tryhards League. You're not one of them. Um, but I went on earlier on. How? And- we agreed. We agreed on email, like four seconds ago that we, we would be part of it again but I think by definition tryhards are the kind of people who are going to sign up to that league as quickly and as early <laughs> as they can so welcome to the league um the people who are in there with me Nolly has not yet joined us but she will be joining the party um obviously standards have been incredibly high over previous tournaments from the tryhards throng um and there will be prizes throughout I'm going to be sending some socks down to to match pint HQ that they will then send out because we can't be trusted to do that kind of thing. Um, I've already put my predictions in for the first weekend. Two games, Scotland, Tonga, Wales, New Zealand. I'm not going to tell you what scores I've put in, but I will tell you that I've done identical scores. Oh, nifty. Um, I'm just thinking we've got some new listeners. So do you want to quickly run down the match point game and rules and stuff? Well, I mean, it's so, not very hard. You're so well versed in it. Why don't you? Why don't you take that baton, Danielle? Okay. Shatt? So, match point app, guys, get it. It's yellow with a red MP. Not, black MP. Not red. Black. There we go. Great start. Um, black MP. Um, it will be under Guinness Point Predictor. Uh, go on there. Log in. Um, it will uh, ask you what team you support. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't mean necessarily the one that's going to win. It's just the one that you support so obviously LJ goes to Wales um (laughs) you can put neutral though you can put put neutral yeah okay um and then and then a little flag comes up next to you doesn't it and it means that you go into the league 
for the nation that you've selected as well. Oh, well, anyway, um, so all you do is you can sign up to uh, be part of Matchpoint generally. Um, and drum roll, please, the first year we did this, we actually had the overall winner of the whole shebang globally. Yeah, yeah. that is right. Um, so tryhards, we've got an awesome league. It, the pin code for our league is tryhards. Tryhards. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then all you do is just you don't you don't just guess the winner, but you guess the points difference, which is quite good, really, because actually you don't need to guess the score because that can get a bit like faffy. So it's just basically the points difference. Um, you go for a cheeky draw, which every now and again I do, but yeah, haven't seen many of those. I've seen a few of them in the uh, Premiership, but uh, yeah, it, uh, yeah, many so internationally. You select who's going to win and by how many. It's that simple if you are within three points you win a pint of guinness if you are within seven pint points you win a pint to gift to another player on the app um nice. so we backed to three points in a way because we weren't allowed so. them in there well we weren't allowed them in lockdown were we? Are open. Like little... oh, cool. when i logged in earlier on it asked me if i was in the eli jenkins pub I was pretty upset to say no. I've just got out of the bath. Um, actually, that wasn't an option. I just pressed no. Um, anyway, I look forward to earning many, many pints and consuming them through the autumn. Um, but I went to a wedding on the weekend and I didn't drink. Stayed off the sauce for the wedding. Can you believe that? How did you get on? I actually had a great time. Were um, you a sappuccino? No, I wasn't a sappuccino. Got up and sang, obviously, uh, with the band. So oh my god don't i i actually just had like neck crawl from that like why you got up and sang with the band yeah because i'm a great singer what did you sing uh we did islands in the stream and then i sang little mermaid obviously um please don't do that i'm not going to give you any capacity to do that at my wedding the money's already booked me so many's already booked me. We've, we've agreed a set list. I'm learning Italian. Talents. I'm learning Italian songs. So take, take it up with your fiance. That, yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, is that with? Um, is there is any of Bocelli's numbers? <laughs> yeah, there'll be a lot of that. Well, not I don't know. Um, they're a work in progress. They're a work in progress. Um, I also, do you know what? It was one of those things where it was quite a small and intimate wedding, but. I have this thing all the time where I just think that rugby makes the world such a small place. So one of the girls um, who I'm friends with, who was at the wedding, Jade, her fiance, Tom Cobb, uh, is a Canadian. And oh, Cobby. is Cobby. Uh, he teaches <laughs> at Seaford College. So obviously I was like, oh, do you know Dyrese? You know Dyrese, Nolly, from Hong Kong. Do you remember Dyrese? You met Dyrese in Hong Kong, do you remember? Yeah. No, you don't. Right. Um, and obviously he went through a few different people, mutual contacts. And then it turned out my friend Lorcan, one of Try Hard's podcast biggest fans, also knew Cobby. And I just love that if if you meet another rugby person, you will have mutual friends with them. I mean, I feel like no matter where in the world a, they're from, you will have mutual friends with them. 
yeah, I feel like that was a solid half an hour of going through. Well, do you know him? Do you know him? Do you know well, her? Do you know, do you know what? <laughs> it, it wasn't actually. We so when he said he he was at Seaford College, I said oh, you must know Diaries, and we had like the kind of Canada rugby chat people who we knew, um, DTH and Jamie Cudmore, people like that. Fine. And then when we were having dinner, I was having a conversation with my other friend Kerry's husband Johnny about. Um, London Irish fans and I said about you get a lot of people who are like third generation Irish in London they've only ever like born and brought up in Wimbledon and they've got names like Lorcan and Kieran that was my exact line and Cobby was like I know Lorcan I was like there's more than one Lorcan and he got a picture up on his phone and just held it up and I was like yeah that is that is who I'm talking about so weird so weird yeah and they knew each other conversation no we don't need any more i mean I'm, no I'm they knew each other through playing through playing rugby at kings who lent us the gazebo for the summer social oh just the, rugby uh, in action all blue the time. and orange uh gazebo what a joy it was like you're in a really weird space when you're in that when the sun was shining <laughs> i i thought it was very appropriate blue to represent the azuri orange to represent the fire service these things don't happen slash by accident. try hards slash try hards um so just quickly because I know that you wanted to set, well, I think we're going to talk about London Irish actually. So I'm going to quickly diversify just away yeah. from this conversation. Um, because I've been doing a few little shifts at the hotel up here in the Highlands just to help out. Coaching rugby at the hotel. Just uh, dusted off some waitressing skills. And one of my first lines was, I can only carry one plate in each hand because my thumbs dislocate, um, which obviously went down well oh. with the other. You know what? When I'm about skills. to eat fine food, that's what I like to hear. I really love <laughs> hearing the, about unstable the, joints. Mm. Not to <laughs> but I had to explain why I was so bad at, like, they all, like, some of the waiting staff are like clever and they, burn all their forearms and lose all their fingerprints by picking up all these hot plates I literally am rubbish and I can only take one plate in each hand anyway I met a couple um lovely couple the McNabs and we were chatting and um I said oh you know this isn't my usual job waitressing I do work a bit in uh sport and I, they said oh which sport and I said rugby and then they said oh do you know when um, said something and they said oh do you, know, do you know of Rory Lawson? <laughs> I said, um, yeah, I do actually know him. I've met him a few times. He's a great bloke. I've got a friend that claims to be his bestie. Um, <laughs> and their son went to school with Rory and she's best friends with his mum. So we no had a lovely way. conversation about Rory. When I messaged him um, the next day to say who I'd met, um, he said, and I said, obviously they were talking nicely about you, but I tried to make sure that they knew that that wasn't true and he said it's amazing how you can convince people that you're actually a good guy <laughs> when you're mates with their son um and then another couple we were chatting and they knew a female rugby player they were called um the McKinleys and we were talking and um they know Steph Johnson who I knew through Scotland Rugby um, Team GB training camp and just all round amazing woman. Um, very bright, another one, very bright. She's a vet and was a rugby player. Um, yeah, and they they knew Steph and her family. So there we go. Couple of I do links. feel like rugby, the rugby community and, and rugby as a sport, whilst being a niche sport and being quite small, it you 
there is a kinship that goes with it. And as soon as you mention rugby, you will find a mutual acquaintance or something <laughs> or a place or something like that. And I love that. I you know, love it. it does get me when people say, oh, like if I said, you know, I was a player or whatever. They said, oh, I know someone that's played for England women. I'm like, oh, okay. And they, they say someone that I've never heard of. And I'm like, I'm then saying, oh, no, they haven't. I know literally everyone that's been capped between probably around Red Rose number 50 and to current <laughs> to present day. And then they look at me as if I'm lying and I don't know anything and I've never played for them because they're this person that they know has played for England. And then it transpires they've actually played for Southeast under 16 county. Yeah. In, um, Do you know what? <laughs> I, um, I can say this because none of them listen, but one of my cousins, her ex-boyfriend claimed to have played for England under 20s. And her mum would be like, oh, I'm not going to mention his name. Uh, play for England under 20s. And I was like, oh, no, he hasn't. And they were like, yeah, he's got the shirt. I was like, what, he's got an England shirt? Yeah. I was like, yeah, but I, I promise no. you. They were like, well, you don't know everyone who's played rugby. I'm like, no, I don't know everyone who's played rugby, but I can absolutely categorically tell you <laughs> he has not played rugby for England under 20s. Yeah, but you don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I abs- I, I accept that. But you are talking about a, a, a pretty high level of rugby of which the Junior World Championships every year are a fully televised event which I have worked on he has not played for England in the 20s and to this day he would go on to unfortunately end their relationship in a, in a very bad way of which he was obviously the bad guy in all of this they still believe him over me <laughs> they still will not accept it when I say he did play for England in the 20s oh claiming that claims him and yeah. then he had a shirt as well tell you what you could start doing that now you're um fit bod and looking closer to uh um fleeto's sister because you've got well you you were wearing your uh new zealand maori vest i mean you could maybe qualify for and i have my sari you got a japan on. jacket shirt um, yeah i have my sari jacket on when i i might just say i play a bit of grand 15 <laughs> and, and do you know what i'm probably going to be like what i'm going to be is like yeah i play i play prime 15 and people are like oh did you play for wales no like for me it's like the time commitment is too difficult because like international camps are full weekends and I work a lot of weekends in my job and they only let me have time off to play round 15. And basically like I told the union that I couldn't take five weeks off work to go to the world cup next year. So they've just frozen me out of the squad completely. And I, I am probably their best option at 10. No offense, no. Um, so, you know, I reckon I could, I reckon I could make people believe that. What position? 10, obviously, you know that. <laughs> 10 socks down gloves on oh, oh god anyway um do oh, you know, no, you know what london you know irish what? yeah and do you know what i before we talk about london irish it's actually a really good way to bring up um i know that obviously we made the documentary last earlier this year and we talked about trolling in it and there's a lot of talk about you know, what women go through on social media and the trolling that they are the victim of. And I would just like to, you know, kind of bear my soul today and talk about the trolling that I suffered about my new pink trainers, which Sean O'Brien sent me the most horrible message saying that they were awful. <laughs> and I told him they were the cheapest ones. And then he called me a cheapskate. So, <laughs> Shawnee, that's not okay. He's I... into DMs to 
tell you directly as well he literally like sent me a dm and he was like what are those i won't actually say what he said because it there was some expletives in it because he was so appalled at the vibrancy of my new flaming flamingos my new asics which i thought were called oasics until very recently because the logo oh no like it's oasics and i i actually in an interview with an australian rugby player said are you still sponsored by oasics and they were like oh it's it's asics I I think in the UK it's called Oasics actually, bud. But <laughs> all right. Oh, you, so oh god, oh god, you're so um, cringe. Yeah. Um. But yeah, talking well, about Irish. Um, say there's one. There was there was one positive guy from London Irish at the weekend, whooping and hollering, and Mick Mullins did the best tweet that BT Sport are always, um, you know fair they don't they're not um they're not what like what's the word bias they're not biased with their commentary or anything like that but they had to give it to topsy that london irish went down to exercise and beat them for the first time ever by the biggest margin and then they they followed it up with a tweet and picture of topsy with his arms in the air just going wild for it I love it. You know what? I I love Topsy because he is one of the nicest men in the world, but he is somebody who represents something in the professional era that is quite rare. And don't get me wrong, we get there's lots of one club men in the Premiership, but Topsy has got a different kind of affinity to his club and to London Irish. And and he's you know man and boy London Irish, and he, he's an absolute legend of that club. And I love that he is continuing to be a, a huge supporter of them not just in terms of cheering and hollering at sandy park over the weekend but you know he's obviously he's got the new bar down at the new ground and and is doing something for supporters down there and has also promised me he's going to bring it on the road to cardiff oh. bring the 301 bar down um, to cardiff well he is actually part of the coaching setup down there i think mm. and he's doing stuff with all of like the whole kind of thing as an ambassador and that type of stuff. So yeah, that no, is cool. It's nice. And I think it's giving him an opportunity to really having spoken to him when we were working together with channel four. In fact, when we got engaged, he was the first person outside of Simone, obviously had seen the ring, but he was the first person to actually see it. Um, because I met him about four hours later, having driven down to the airport to fly over to Ireland to commentate. <laughs> And he was like, oh, how are you? And I was like, I was like, yeah, I got engaged. Like, and he's like, oh, wow. I was like, yeah, like a couple of hours ago. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, anyway, uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, I, well, having what, the though, bar in Cardiff would be good. It, it, it looks pretty good. It looks popular. It does look great. I was a little bit worried in the summer, though, that we were going to have like a massive like fallout of our friendships with Topsy because he coaches Nigerian Exiles in the sevens and I thought they were going to be up against our boys at summer social but luckily that was avoided and to this day we remain friends with Topsy because that would have been you know <laughs> we'd have had to cut him off we would not have been friends with him so um so just moving on from uh non-biased commentary he was good in the commentary box as well so it's really good to see that um but I had um before I got ill I had my mum and Rich come up to stay um oh. big sue second trip up to the highlands rich's first and uh every time we were driving over a hill on the way back on the way back from the airport it was pretty grim actually the weather wasn't great but then we i took them off to various different places beach up in Durness, 
um, called Bow on the Keel. And Rich is like this crazy bird watcher, which is mad because he is super colorblind. Um, and so knows birds from the wingspan and the and not the coloring, but their song. I was like, weird. Wow. Anyway, um, we were down on the beach and a golden eagle flew over him. And he basically said that it was the best beach, not just for the eagle, um, but it was the best beach he's ever been to in the UK. Um, so yeah, I was really proud. And then my mum loves hot chocolate. And on the way back, there's a place called Coco Mountain um, that sells the most ridiculous hot chocolate. I'm not a massive fan, but most ridiculously amazing. Um, rather expensive hot chocolate, but it's worth it. And um, there's lots of little um, arts and crafts place. So it's, it was an old military base that's been changed into homes with workshops and a little store I mean little shops and like some mate I love stuff like that I mean I could potter around it for hours um and I had no idea it was there and mum is exactly the same as me yeah. and Rich hates it so anyway we were like pottering around um and we came across one guy that we met um that was linked to some of the stuff up there and uh we got back and Simone had said I said oh you know who's Matt and bits and pieces and he said oh and I was like, oh, have you, have you heard of this person? And he was like, yeah. And like looked a bit, kind of was like a bit shell-shocked. And I was like, oh, he's really nice. Like we were chatting and he was like, he's a German porn star. <laughs> and what? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I did not know that that's where that story was going. I thought you were going to say, oh, he died two years ago and it was a ghost. But German porn stars way better. So my stepdad. But I didn't still say... didn't recognise him. <laughs> um, in a previous life, um, but he was a lovely guy. Anyway, really nice. Um, I didn't. We obviously didn't discuss his past. Um, but what makes me laugh is now my stepdad, who is like a proper, like quite well-spoken man from the southwest. Um, countryside uh sons has the, the place that he claimed um was the best beach in the uk was the same place he met a german porn star which I just wow. amazing. that's brilliant that is absolute gold <laughs> oh wow wow can i just say something though i am um, i thought golden eagles were mythical no they're real i thought um, they were like <laughs> Wow. So the gold is actually under on their chest and across the, the on the on the bottom. I so really when they fly and if they directly fly over you, but Rich was telling me all about how you can tell the difference. And there's also sea eagles were massive. Um, this he thinks was a young young one because it wasn't that big, but the colouring and the the wings and stuff like that. I don't know. I mean, he's telling all of it. I'm really interested. I haven't absorbed all of it, um, but I will continue to learn. Um, I look forward to finding out more. Well, I mean, this feels like a weird segue because I was going to then say, now that we've chatted about that, let's talk about work. And I went to go and see Sean Fitzpatrick last week, but I feel (laughs) quite uncomfortable going from German porn stars to Sean Fitzpatrick. There we go. Um, (laughs) I will. I went to see Fitzy last week. Um, The big dog himself went to the house in Surrey, made me a fantastic coffee. Um, from the Nespresso. That photo of you, by the way, the photo of the two of you, fantastic. You look very pretty. He looks great. He great angles, that. and it's also sunbeams. I know. Lovely. He took that. Takes a great 
great selfie does Fitzy um took that to send to Grace I'd already sent like 10 photos of myself in the house to Grace just to <laughs> show her that I was there um I didn't tell him that um but yeah we sat down and talked about it good soap that. in the bathroom I didn't go to the toilet I only go for a wee twice a day you know that why would I have used the toilet in his house I had a wee before I left I had a wee when I came home like oh my god you're such a camel I um but the but the storage of camels that not the yeah, one, my know, big hump <laughs> got a couple of them um <laughs> I feel squash. like he's the type of person I feel like he's the type of person that would have great soap yeah definitely yeah Bronny Bronny buys high quality soaps I'm sure that we can like <laughs> probably not like molten brown but like I don't know like a higher level than that yeah like a small independent yeah Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we basically sat down for Scrum 5 to talk about the imminent um, arrival of the All Blacks in Cardiff. Um, well, actually, some of the squad came on Friday, the rest come tomorrow. And it's weird because it's a double edged sword. Like I'm 50 percent like, oh, God, I get to get to watch the hacker in the stadium on Saturday. And it's like, what an occasion. And then the other half, I'm like, oh, we're going to get mauled by the All Blacks again. <laughs> like, it's such a it's weird I don't get the same excitement for autumn internationals that I do for six nations like I don't by Friday morning the six nations week I have like so much like hope and joy coursing through my body like this is going to be a great six weeks seven weeks whereas when it's the autumns I'm like it's cold and wet and we're going to get absolutely thumped <laughs> um what was the year that the all blacks there was all of that kerfuffle with that All Blacks not allowed, being allowed to do the hacker. I reckon it's two thousand eight or yeah, two thousand. Uh, well, I reckon, yeah, two thousand eight. I was on my, I was on my gap year. I got absolutely. I went out with my cousin before the game. Went for dinner in La Fosse. Do you remember La Fosse on the Hayes? It was like a mm. brasserie. Um, and I was absolutely, oh, not in a good way. And then. They did the hacker in the change rooms just to really ruin my day. I was sick, um, not because of that. But you know what? It's an interesting. I had I went for a walk with um, Laura Prosser, former Wales scrum half, last night. Uh, my current PT, oh. um, and we were talking about it. And actually, I there was a, a piece in the Telegraph about whether the hackers kind of had its day, and I completely agree that the hacker is an important cultural um moment for kiwis and it absolutely should remain as part of the build-up to a game however i don't really understand how their culture trumps ours in terms of being welsh where song is our culture and i still strongly believe that we should be able to sing our anthem back to them when they're in our stadium so they can perform their hacker but we get to sing our anthem as the last word before kickoff at our home game what are your thoughts? Um, I think, like, yeah, I mean, I suppose is one of the reasons why, because of where you're stood, do you know what I mean? Because you move to the hacker and then the way that where they perform the hacker is uh, you use the halfway line as the divide. Mm. I think I've told you before when we played um, New Zealand in the 2010 World Cup, um, which I was dredging through photographs of. Um, I really wanted one with a terrible haircut. So I'm going to say, great hair, great style. Yeah, anyway, and, uh, for the World Cup bid. But um, 
we were told quite categorically if you step over that halfway line yeah um you will be fined tens of thousands of pounds by as was the irb yeah and there's this amazing photograph of sophie hemming like leaning her face over the line but not stepping over it's like one of those you know when you're as a kid we were you were like go don't step over there and you'd like yeah. to go over i was like we'd been talking about it the night before because you were like can we just do it and our team manager jamal was like don't nolly don't <laughs> fisher don't put your foot over the bloody white line um so yeah is it logistics um because you're then naturally so. in it I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know whether why is it what like what is the reason that they get to do it after the anthems? I don't know. What what came up when Wales when they did it in the change room? Why so that was that was the whole argument. So Wales said, "Okay, we would like to sing our anthem after you've done the hacker," and it must have been sanctioned because it was the All Blacks who said no and said, "No, no, no, we have to do it last." So it had to have been sanctioned by the IRB as it was then. But it was the All Blacks who said, no, 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 we'll do it in the change rooms if we can't do it last. Oh, so it was them putting their foot down. Mm. So, mm. but you know what? I'm um, I'm hosting, co-hosting with Chris Wath in the, um, the sports show on Radio Wales on Friday night. And I actually want to talk about it on the show. So please tune in to Radio Wales. We will be on air from seven till 10 doing a rugby preview from about 8 through to 9.30. First hour, we're going to talk about football. So I know that you'll be ready and roaring to listen to that bit. Yeah, I'll be uh, tuning in. On DAB. <laughs> um. <laughs> um, well, that kind of links in nicely to the rugby that's just happened, actually, with, um, does. Uh, with the All Blacks, the, the Black Ferns, sorry, playing Wales and um, the M20s. Yeah. Because... I don't, I'd be interested to know whether, because there wasn't really anything made of it from the Welsh side, England under 20s, it was all kept under wraps, apart from you kind of picked up on it if you followed the Black Ferns girls on their socials, like, game day tomorrow! Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, really Ooh. interested as to whether it was meant to be behind closed doors. I had been, I'd been told by a couple of the girls that it was happening. The union definitely didn't tell us, but it wasn't like it was a secret. Um, so I don't think it was... Say yeah. or us being... You and your mum or? The media. You and Karen? The media, <laughs> darling. Um, so, yeah, it was interesting. I actually messaged Portia Woodman afterwards. There you go. Pick that oh. name up. Um, and said, how was it? How were the girls? And she said they, like, really bought their fire, that they, they were really good. So pleasing to hear that. The girls seem to have had a great time, and it was a really worthwhile hit out for them, obviously. The Black Ferns are in Wales's World Cup pool next year. So, yeah, it was... Um, opening, was it the opening round? No, it's not the opening round, actually. They, uh, New Zealand play no, they Australia. Play, yeah, they play them at Fangarai um, at the very culturally significant place of Fangarai. Probably saying that wrong. Um, that's where Wales play them, second game. Yeah, um, um, yeah just I'm interested. I'm just interested to know whether they did the hacker. Because, like, whether they did do it as a sign of respect, but because they're behind closed doors. Because I saw there was like snippets on the Black Ferns Instagram stories, and you saw them running out, but England were huddled, so it, it looked yeah. a bit more casual. England 20s were wearing the blue strip, they weren't wearing the white, which I think, um, I don't know why they did that, but um, yeah, what, and actually, I 
I'd love to see that game. And it was, you know, again, results were only published on the news, the Blackburn's yeah. Instagrams, and then obviously got picked up by other people. But um, there are quite a few girls in that England under twenties involvement, looking at the team sheet, looking at the look, looking at the photograph that was posted um, of players that looked like they were in playing kit. Some of them might not have played, but a big handful of those girls have been in with seniors. So it'll be interesting to know, uh, you know, someone like Emma Singh, the fullback in Gloucester Hartbury, um, whether she got the three points on the board. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, you know what, from a Wales perspective, I think it's brilliant. Um, you know, there is so much to gain from a game like that for them, really. Yeah. Um, and, and for the 20s, you know, what was really cool is seeing... Um, Amy Turner, who is actually part of the coaching setup for the World Cup. So she's their intern for England. Yeah. Um, she leads the under-20s programme. And so she would have had an opportunity to lead an international side. Yes, it was the 20s, but against the Black Ferns. And yeah. just from a coaching opportunity, I just think it's brilliant. I mean, she is an amazing coach. She's a wonderful, wonderful... I mean, still to this day, we'll say she's the most, most skilled player I ever got to play with, just in terms of all of her tricks and everything, the way that she ran the game. So. Yeah, I'm sure it was it was pretty awesome from her perspective as well. I think from Wales's point of view, it means that they have actually got game time under their belts with Yoan Cunningham going into these autumn games now. So obviously we know that they were an interim coaching staff that have been made permanent. Um, but that was without a game being played. It means that they now go into the Japan game, which is a week on Sunday. Um the day after Wales men play say, play South Africa, uh, tickets available for the Arms Park. I implore people to get down there. There has been a huge amount made of how much international tickets are costing this autumn. Do not forget that you can go and watch an inter full international game at a, a fraction of the price. And the weekend after that, when Wales play on the Sunday, Wales men, Wales women play on the Saturday at the Arms Park, a lunchtime kickoff against Canada. One of the best teams in the world you will not find a better value for money ticket in Wales this autumn than that game. So get down there, please, folks. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. 
If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Um, I do want to pick up on Red Rose's stuff with you. I'm really interested on your take on what might happen with captaincy roles this autumn for England. Um, we know that Sarah Hunter has been playing well for Loughborough Lightning um, and is set to come back in. But obviously, Poppy Cleal was the player of the tournament in the Six Nations and was playing at number eight. So where do you think England's back row is as we go into this four test series? Have they got four games? Or three? Yeah, two against the Black Ferns, uh, Canada and America. Um, so they've got four. Um, you know what? It's interesting because you look at Loughborough's um, results and they've been shocking and I've spoken to three or four of the players from England players and stuff and they've all said that Sinta, um, uh, Sarah Hunter has been their best player um, which is which is really really good to hear you know she's a senior player she had a long time out of injury all sorts of problems with like nerve damage and loads of loads and loads of rubbish yeah. um, so it's good to hear and it's good to hear that she's playing regularly because that's something she's always that in recent you know years five six years she struggled to to gain that game time so um you know she has been the captain for a number of years you know she was captain when I was playing and I think the armband will go to her um what I am interested in is that the makeup of that back row like you say I think Poppy will be on the field whether it's at six or eight um which way round they play those two because actually from the base um although Sunter's got the experience, Poppy's got the pace and the skill set, um, handling-wise, to shift it. Um, I think there's a couple of players that have picked up injuries in the back row, so it, that dynamic. And actually, England women are very similar to England men in that they've got players that play across the second row back row. So someone like Harriet Miller-Mills, a great example, um, very, very athletic player, quite similar um, probably to someone like Courtney Laws, you know, can run a line out, unbelievable line out option, but can play in the back row, is fit, quick, runs, you know, handling all that stuff. So, yeah, I think back rows and Sean. I think the other one that's really interesting is fly half because yeah. with Katie Daly-McLean out, um, Helena Rowlands was in and that's, you know, she had the, had the shirt. Um, Zoe Harrison got the 12 shirt. That's where they were kind of playing her for quite a while. Um, with Amber Reed out injured. Amber's back. Amber's playing really well at club. She's really started to fire now, especially in that Quinns game was like insanely yeah. good. Um, it's only because Berna scored what, or set up one of the most ridiculous tries in the history of front row that um, she picked her for player of the match. <laughs> um, so where am I going with this? So Harrison, in my opinion, is a much better 10 than she is a 12. She plays 10 at Saracens, just like Owen Farrell plays 10 at Saracens. They yeah. both play bloody well at, in the 10 shirt and then England pick them at 12 because they've got a 10. Now, I think if you look at form, Helen has come back from 15s. She is a world, She will be world-class. She hasn't hit that form yet, like anywhere close to that form yet, um, which is fine. You know, love for a struggling. But Zoe has been playing really well for club. Yeah. Um, so... I think that's a, an interesting one. She's a far more kind of she's a very different player, far more territorial with her kicking, much bigger, you know, bigger kick than Helena. Probably <laughs> a little bit like more experience than Helena in that ten shirt. But then saying that, 
Helena's got, a, you know, defensively as solid as, um, and has got a real spark about her. So, yeah, that 10 shirt, I think, is the one that I'm really interested in, especially because Meg Jones has stayed with the seven setup. How much of a loss, and it does feel like it's the headline for England, but I, I don't think, I think it would be remiss not to mention it, when you're facing the Black Ferns, how much is, of a loss is Skaz? Um, well, it's massive. You know, she's world-class. I think, you know, a lot of the younger girls looked to her. Um, you know, the coaches looked to her to create something from nothing. You know, and she has got that potential. I don't think we've seen the best of Skaz in the last kind of year or so. I think she, you know, she, on her standards, didn't perform that well in the Six Nations. Um, but she is somebody that will get you over the game line. She will marshal that defensive position, which is going to be so crucial for uh, the England team because the New Zealanders will carve you up yeah. in from 13, 15 and wing if you don't if, if you don't get that connection right. Um, and also it's not just what she provides England, it's what other teams know about her. They they know that's Emily Scarrett, you know, um, and she's and, and her kicking game, you know, she's the most casual kicker but can slam it down the field 50 metres or kick a penalty. You know, there are other girls that can do it, but she's just much, much calmer. So obviously she's been around for 80 odd caps now. So is her yeah, loss a psychological think, one for England as well? I think um probably probably more so yeah in if you look at that back line in particular the back line that didn't perform well in the six stations really in given the talent they have you know those girls are amazing and Abby Dow is going into this series in the best form I've ever seen her she was outstanding in the six nations so it'd be great to see her you know I'm hoping Lydia Thompson's fully fit ready to go and go because having her up against Portia you know the rerun of that of Lydia try against Portia is something that um, has dazzled the social media channels in the last couple of weeks. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, one thing I will say about the game, you know, I might be working on it. I'm not quite sure yet um, whether I'm down in Sandy Park. One, if I was there, if I am there, it's going to be quite emotional for me. It's the one place I wanted to play. So to play the world champions there is, um, yeah, that's a pro- quite a bitter pill for me because I, you know, that's one game I just would have loved to have played in the full set. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but also, um, any prep I do for any game, I will always look back at the last game those two teams have played, and that's a World Cup final I didn't play in. Mm. So, Sarah Orchard tweeted about it today because she's commentating, and there's been a bit of conversation around. Oh, they can't remember the game and stuff. I can't remember the game. I was in the, in the and I've seen clips of it in analysis for the following year, just in terms of building on our performance. I won't watch that game back, and it's a weird one. Um, yeah, which is strange for me. It's the first time I've come up to that. You know, but emotionally, yeah. it's amazing how I'm still. Yeah it's brought back emotions that I didn't know were there and actually interestingly looking back I talked earlier about the 2010 um World Cup trying to find hideous photographs of my hair um <laughs> but um with the announcement that the RFU have put in the bid for the World Cup in 2025 and again it brought back some real mixed mem- like memories and emotions for me because playing in a home World Cup was one of the best experiences of my career but losing in a World Cup final at home is also one of the worst yeah. memories um that coupled with the fact I finished I think I've said on the pod before went over to go and see my family went to the tunnel they're sat above the tunnel and one of the girls Siobhan Longdon Hughes um was, came over and was like Nolly I'm at Hartbury I'll see you next week I was like oh god <laughs> <laughs> 
anyway that's enough do you know what i know i keep i keep banging this drum on the pod and and i know that we're kind of we're preaching to the converted a bit with this but the reality is that all of the men's autumn nations cup uh for the home nation so exclusively of ireland because obviously that's on channel four and you'll be involved in that is on pay-to-view television the England women's and Wales women's games are free to air across the BBC this autumn. And I really hope that we see a huge amount of um, people not just watching it, but really engaging with women's rugby. And the fact that we are going to see the Red Roses face the Black Ferns twice is massive. And I, I've got no doubt that people are going to casually tune into the first match and race to watch the second. So yeah, let's say you're gonna see gonna see the quality of the coaching as well, right? Because you get two shots at a, at a team a week apart. Um, you learn a hell of a lot in the first week and see what they come up, what, what strategies they come up with. Not you know, not just the players, but what how the coaches select all of those things. Like, it's fascinating. Um, and obviously, the Blackfins have got France back to back then in the two weeks that follow. But this is a yeah. hard, hard tour for them. Yeah, it's it's tough. It will. You know, and it'll be interesting to see how they come through it physically, having not played a lot of rugby. Um, you know, there was bits we've seen over socials and, you know, they'll talk about the fact that with lockdowns and stuff like that, the Parma Pharma, Parma Pharma, Parma Pharma, Parma, 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 Parma Cup um, <laughs> makes more sense in my brain that it's the Parma Farah Cup. That's why I always have to repeat it. It's the Farah Don't Parma. say Farah, um, say Farah, like Farah, 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 Farah Parma Cup. Um, She's legend in the game. Or say the FPC. Um, yeah, if you're an absolute nose. Um, oh, yeah, me. anyway, I think, uh, like you say, having it on BBC is absolutely brilliant. And I just hope that people watch it for women's rugby. Don't compare it to men's rugby. Um, and don't compare. We're not many men. We are women playing in our own way. Um, and... At, and and I think I get so fed up of people and I, you know what it was amazing so there was two tries scored on a weekend and someone put on their social media and one was a guy and and they basically bust through all these tackles and beat and there was like the tackling wasn't great the defense wasn't great but they scored this amazing try everyone's like oh my god he's epic yeah. and then exactly the same for a women's game and it might have been jazz joyce's try i'm not quite sure who it was and they were like oh the defense is so bad and it was fascinating yeah so they screenshotted the two comments and so what i'm hoping is that people don't see it and look for the negatives they look to enjoy the game they look to enjoy the, the successes the athleticism um we didn't talk about it but the the 13 shirt is an interesting one just finishing i'm wrapping up on that um but holly Aitchison, she plays in across that 10 12 13 um positions wonderful talent um is it going to be too much of an ask for her to get a first cap in a position like 13 yeah. emily scarrett seen as emily scarrett shirt against the black ferns I, I, that's going to be hard going um but she's played in big games and holly's um, holly's slight yeah yeah and um and uh, so then do you go with langi tuima who has been playing well for quinn she's been capped a number of times at 13 so yeah, I'm uh, intrigued. Obviously, we uh, we live in hope that you might stick your hand back up. Those knobbly thumbs could, you know, I'm sure do a job. Anyway, Mate, I'm struggling. I'm struggling carrying two plates at the moment. I don't think I'll be. 
um right i we have we're 45 minutes into this pod you've got five minutes left and i know that you have been incredibly interested in the blowouts in premiership rugby so we we're going to finish on that uh no it's more it's interesting because there's been some massive um there's like massive score lines in the men's premiership and i think there's been loads of debate and like constantly see it like everyone going oh this is why you don't have relegate you should have relegation because teams don't care that's a load of rubbish teams care and players have got massive egos so therefore they aren't going to go out to lose like they're going to want to go out and play well it also ignores the european argument as well yeah yeah so i think i don't i don't agree with that um i think the thing for me is we are seeing a lot of amazing attacking rugby and have the shackles been lifted because there is slightly less pressure to make make every moment count um potentially or are we seeing a different generation of coaches so there's a whole thing at the moment about younger coaches and um i know bt sport with um is it sam vesti um yeah they did an interview i think they did a you know mike dim and then nate Alden an interview i'm not I, i missed it um, but um, Sarah Elgin tweeted about it, saying, "If you're not watching, watching." I got on. I was like, "Oh God, yeah!" And then missed it. But um, <laughs> sorry. But you know, is there a different? Is there a different mindset with coaches? Don't know. Um, I'm just interested to see because you are seeing younger players in the Premiership. Is this actually creating a more exciting version of the game? You've worked on under twenties. We talked about it a lot earlier with our um, the Mister Fake, but. You know, when you watch the 20s World Cup, they are mental. It's like fast and furious, crazy. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's, you know, it's amazing rugby to watch, but it's like, it's Jue, like painful sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so actually, I'm interested, and I don't know whether anyone's talked about this. I Maybe they've had big debates about it. I don't know. Um, I live in the Highlands. But mm. around, um, the average age of squads and the average age, not just of the squads, but actually yeah. the, the, the average age of the the players that are getting decent minutes because everyone is now talking about well these players have got to gain experience because all of these players are going off for international duty well actually are we inadvertently strengthening the depth of the of the game and and bringing the level of rugby up because we've got more players playing at a better level do you know what I mean which actually as a senior player when I was finishing the younger players made me better because I I yeah. always had to make sure that I wanted, you know, I wanted, I didn't just want to be that experienced player. I wanted to be better. So it was like, yeah, you know, so actually are we seeing this evolution of the game yeah. in a different way? I mean, I know, and I suppose the other thing is you will see things differently with as was pro 14. Yeah. You know, there is a relegation in that. Yeah. There's no relegation in URC. It, it's a big argument. I, I think the impact of a lack of relegation in URC is that, I don't know. It's a weird one. I personally don't think it removes jeopardy because obviously European qualification is such a big thing and less teams will qualify out of URC than out of Prem Rugby pro rata. But perhaps because there's no relegation is the reason that we don't see um, the biggest names play on a weekly basis. You know, I, I think the stat is that Brian O'Driscoll didn't play an away game in the league in the last four seasons of his career. He only played home games for Leinster. We see a lot of Decent that. Decent stats. Decent stats. <laughs> I mean, if it if you can get that kind of work, I like my own bed, so I'd be very much looking for that kind of contract. Um, but yeah, it's an interesting one. One thing I wanted to bring up is 
obviously the there are things going on at Bath at the moment that um, you know it doesn't look good there. Uh, Stu Hooper has said that he has got the backing of Bruce Craig and the board. If they were to look for a new coach, I would like to throw your hat in the ring. Now, hear me out. <laughs> I think the kind of expansive thing that Bath need, you would be very good at. But also, I've heard that they get massive discounts on Dyson products. And I really want those new cordless straighteners. And I'd really like a handheld vac. So I just think this could be really mutually beneficial to okay. both the Bath Rugby organization. Um, you know, bring back the Waterman. Imagine, like, it writes itself that story. That it's Hollywood style. You know, I mean, I can't believe I can't believe you haven't brought up about my dad, but like, this is what I mean, though. Like, can't you imagine? Like, the, the beginning of the film is is all about you know Jim Dodge, and it's all in black and white, and then it like cuts through to Dodge and this like you know this coming of age story and, and it, this story of, of, you know, she's from the wrong side of the tracks because she's a woman and she's going to be the first premiership coach and they're doing it on a wing and a prayer. And meanwhile, in the background, the friend's straightening her hair with a new <laughs> hair straightness. <laughs> and then all of the, anyone that's watching the game has great hair. Great hair. Great hair. Great I hair. mean, I'm going to actually, I might cut this out of the pod and just pitch it to Bath and because... <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like maybe I should be coaching a, a 15 side um, for maybe a season or two before I go for a men's premiership. Hey, like, hey, <laughs> you can talk yourself down. We've got this, kid. Um, right. Before we leave, we have a competition. Um, I have some stash to give away um unfortunately it is england stash at the moment but we might be able to expand it but the competition that i am putting out there for tryhards and other people but mainly tryhards because you lot are listening and if you're still listening now then you are average (laughs) tryhards because we are right at the end of the pod um but during the four weeks of the women's uh autumn series for England so we've got all of the different test matches I am going to give away the stash and I've obviously got a committee of um support Audrey um with who we decide um for the best picture on social media of you in your kit supporting the girls now it could be a picture at one of the grounds if you're lucky enough to get tickets it could be at home watching it on the BBC um, it could be um, just wearing your favourite bit of stash and your nan's wearing it too or whatever yeah. to say it is England stash that I have but I might try and expand that to other nations um, yeah, cool. I'll get on to the girls see if the Welsh camp will give us anything um, is, do these people have to send us things in official England stash does it have to be Umbro stuff or can it be the classic <laughs> old England BT Salnet gears from a bygone I mean- era the more creative, the more old school, you know, don't, I mean, modern stuff, brilliant. My career started in Gilbert. I so, knew you were um, Gilbert. I knew <laughs> that it was coming. I knew it was coming. Um, so, yeah, maybe we can even, um, thinking about Gilbert, get in touch with Coxie, some of the referees, you could get some stash from them. Yeah. But there will be prizes um, for the best photographs. Obviously, you need to tag tryhards in. Ha- um, so we'll do hashtags 
autumn tryhards. There you go. There um, you that's go. the hashtag. Tag myself, tag LJ, um, follow her as well. Um, if I'm getting a vote in this, I think if you, just a little thing I'm going to put out there, obviously this is an England jersey competition. I will say oh. my favourite England jersey is, is the Tropic, Hawaiian Tropic uh, tequila sunrise sevens jersey mm. if someone's got one of those knocking around the back of their cupboard and they send me a picture of them wearing that at sandy park next week ding 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 i got a winner i got a winner um i actually am going to be not include you well i'm actually going to be staying at home and my one when i played is at my mum's house so maybe i could wear it pitch side with them we, if i'm going to be working there. <laughs> um yeah no that's not gonna that that bad boy if it's nike which it is um you have to be pulled into that and uh i mean maybe i could get my arm into it as my body but um <laughs> anyway okay, there is the competition it. we have stash um so assigned an england women's red roses shirt there are some other bits and pieces as well that i would chuck in and maybe we could have a first second prize um and yeah get signed up to match fine love right. you bye love you bye Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.